We've had Kalijah and Keyshawn come in, and we've asked them who's the best running back who's in the SEC, who's the best receiver in the SEC. So we have to ask you, are you the best tight end in the SEC? Comparison is the thief of all joy, you know. Uh, in all seriousness, I don't need the hyperbole and, and the shock value. I just want to be known as a really good player. Okay, the camera bank right here to your right. Um, former Alabama long snapper Scott Myers just transferred to Vanderbilt. Can you just talk about the impact he's had on the team? Um, I've actually been out to, we've been golfing. I went golfing with uh, Scott and then a couple other people. And then we went to, I think it was Hugh Babies afterwards. So I got to spend an afternoon with him and he's a really cool guy. Uh, Kalijah also said hot take. Keyshawn is the best running back in the league. Keyshawn describes his style as grimy. How would you describe the way Keyshawn Vaughn runs? Efficient. <laughs> I think it goes without saying. You have his like eight yards of carry, but I mean, he's getting the most out of every run that he can. You know, there's no false movements. There's no like bad reads. Uh, if he sees a hole, he's going to find it. Or if there is a hole, he's going to find it. I mean. Okay, to your right again, second row. You guys opened up the, the season with Georgia, welcoming Georgia. So I guess what's the preparation like and what do you think about you know, having a big SEC game in week one? Uh, for me personally, the preparation never changes. You know, the opponents change and I guess the level of talent. But for me, whether I'm preparing for an FCS opponent or I'm preparing for the number three team in the country, I'm sure they'll be ranked. Uh, it never changes. You know, I'm just as thorough for them as I will be for anybody else. A couple of guys were asked what it was like playing for your head coach. Can you describe it? Uh, he's an interesting guy. It's very fun. He keeps you on your toes. And he's, it's a guy, he's a guy that you can always talk to, always rely on. He's very approachable. And, you know, we have a great relationship. And we've worked really hard on it for these last three years, four years, I'm sorry. Your senior class has been undefeated against Tennessee. It's a point of pride in your locker room, is it? Uh, it's like any other game, you know. I mean... <laughs> We just treat all 12 opponents that we play every year the same. You know, I mean, I guess if you beat any, any team four years in a row, it, it could be special, but we're worried about Georgia. Speaking of pride, um, you know, I've noticed that uh, the Vanderbilt players and, and Coach Mason, they've, uh, they're dressed, uh, you know, they're, I don't know what they call it these days, but they're dressed really well. And, um, oh, yeah, they, they call it drip. I'm not into all that. But. They, they call it drip. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently that uh, that came from Coach Mason. He wanted he wanted to make that statement today. Is that that's something you guys all talked about? Oh no, I mean my mom's dressed me, you know. So <laughs> that's probably something that won't change. Like the older I get, but I mean this this is all her, you know. She's got an eye for this kind of stuff. Right here on your left. Can you talk about uh, the Commodore fans? What they mean to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have, like, you know, the huge fan bases of the other teams in SEC, but the ones that we do have are ultra-reliable. And, you know, just being on Twitter, you can see that they're very involved and very, you know, respectful with us and even with our opponents. You know, you don't see them on Twitter trashing other teams. You know, they're, they're actually probably the classiest fans that you could ask for, and I really appreciate that about them. To your right, against the wall. Michael Brad from Saturday Down South. Derek Mason, when he took over there in Vanderbilt, his first time head coach. So how have you seen Coach Mason grow as a head coach uh, during your time at Vanderbilt? I think just over these, over these years, he's grown to learn to trust us a little bit more, you know. Uh, I think early on, 
there were times, because, I mean, he was new to it, just like we were new to college football. There were times where he'd probably, you know, rely on himself more than he had to. And now you kind of see him passing off some of the important responsibilities to some of the leadership and trusting us. So that's been really, really fun and really cool to see. You're on the right, second row. Carolyn Grace, WAFF out of Huntsville, Alabama. It's no, it's, it's a, it is a known thing that Vanderbilt is very hard academically. So how difficult is it to balance, you know, football and academics plus family? A lot harder than people would think and a lot harder than I thought coming to Vanderbilt because, you know, I, I thought I was a smart guy. But when I got to Vanderbilt, it, it was a reality check. It humbled me a good little bit. So, you know, being able to balance, and I mean, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm able to do it now, but going through that first year and a little bit of the second year where you have to figure out a way to balance this test, this paper, this assignment all in the same week, and you're playing Georgia, <laughs> it's, it's really humbling. And it get, it's a reality check, and you, it gets your time management skills down, down packed really fast. To your left over here, third row. AJ Spur, 90.7 WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Earlier today, Keyshawn said that um, Vanderbilt was one of the more underappreciated teams in the SEC. What do you think needs to happen in 2019 for uh, that narrative to change? Well, Vanderbilt's been underappreciated because they haven't done anything. They've never done anything that they haven't done before, if that makes sense. So we have to do something different than the teams before us to be appreciated as, you know, as they want to see fit. And then we have to go places where we've never gone before. You're right. We have also heard about Derek Mason's Masonisms that you guys um, have some favorite ones. Is there a favorite Masonism that you have? Uh, uh, what is it, how do you say it? Make the main thing the main thing. And uh, it's a life skill. Uh, no, not a life skill, a life lesson, I think, that I'll probably use way past Vanderbilt, way past SEC football, and way past even my time in football. Just really in life, you know, always focus on what the number, number one priority is. And I think that's really been an invaluable lesson that he's taught us. You're the quietest guy in the trio here. So how has SEC Media Days been for you in the moment and being able to represent your school? It's actually been really fun. You guys are really good people. Not, not that that's a surprise, but, you know, it's been really fun to talk to you all. And, I mean, you guys have been excellent. So, you know. Round of applause to you. Your position has evolved through the years, uh, historically. Is there anybody that you patterned yourself after who you watched as a kid? Uh, I'm a, I mean, I, I like to think of myself as a football historian. So, like, I've seen, you know, all the great tight ends from John Mackey, Kellen Winslow, to the present ones like Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski. But in terms of patterning my game after anybody, I don't think I do because those guys were the best versions of themselves and I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. How much do you know about John Mackey? John Mackey? Yeah. Talk about him and talk this way. Uh, towards this yeah, to the, to well, here. John Mackey is, if I, I will say I pattern my yards after catchability after him. Like he was impossible to tackle really fast. I'm probably not as fast as him, but he was, he was the first guy other than Mike Ditka to like really – make receiving one of the like one of the main weapons and main ways that tight ends could be used. Okay. Over here to your left. Um I kind of want to go back. You said that uh in order for Vanderbilt to change the narrative, you have to go places you haven't gone before. Um uh, coming into 2019, are there set goals that you guys have established leading into the season? 
Do you yeah. have to do so? Yeah, we have plenty of goals and plenty of, uh, plenty of I'll say, um, th- I'll just say things, things that we haven't achieved before and uh, markers for us that will personally signify a good season. But we try to keep that in-house because, you know, it's between us and it's for us. They're our goals. And if we achieve them, then you'll know about them. But, you know. Straight ahead, the cameras. We've talked about how you haven't lost to uh, Tennessee. So does that make, you know, Vanderbilt football the premier college football in the state? I'll leave that up for you guys to decide. But, you know, we just treat every game the same. Uh, You know, I I mean, yeah, I'll just leave that up to you guys. To your right again, third row. I'm curious. I saw on Twitter that a student came up to you in class the other day and asked and told you how does it feel to not be the best number 80 on campus in reference to Kumar? What was your reaction? I mean, this was before the baseball season even started. This was like, this is why I was trying to decide whether I wanted to go to the NFL or not. So obviously it was a shell shocker. But um, I mean, (laughs) there's not really much to say about it. I'm not. (laughs) Okay, second row. You said your favorite, your favorite Masonism is keeping the main thing the main thing. So what is the main thing right now, in your opinion, for Vanderbilt football? The main thing is improvement, being the best version of ourselves that we can be and making sure that we're putting in the consistent work that matches the goals that we've set for ourselves. Yes, you're right. Um, all three players here for Vanderbilt are on the offensive side of the ball. So... What can you tell us about um, what you expect from the defense uh, this year for Vanderbilt? The defense is going to carry the same mantra and the same responsibility that we will. It'll be a, a um, hand-in-hand type deal. There'll be same RTI as us. And, you know, there'll be some guys that surprise you all. You know, there'll be some guys that are working really, really hard this offseason that'll show up into the, the SEC spotlight and kind of take, take a couple people by surprise. Do you know anyone in specific that maybe we're, uh, we don't know about on the defensive side of the ball that you think is going to you know, pop out this year? Well, I mean, there's a guy that had three interceptions last year that nobody seems to be talking about, Frank Coppett. And I think there's only one person in the whole conference that had more interceptions than him coming back. So we should probably talk about him a little bit more. But, I mean, and, yeah, there's other guys. Like, you know, Demetri Moore had a really good season last year. Dio is working to be the best version as a pass rusher and a run stopper as he can. He won a SEC defensive lineman of the week, I think, last year uh, against Ole Miss, I think. So, yeah, we've got some guys. To your left here, second row. Let's talk about your teammates a little bit. Can you give us an example of a guy on the team that's ultra competitive? I mean, like, it doesn't have to be football. It could be anything, eating. And uh, what guy has the weirdest superstitions? Weirdest superstitions? I don't know. I don't know if anybody has, like, like weird superstitions, but – in terms of competitive, it's, it's really me. Like, I mean, that's probably like the one thing I'm not humble about. Like, if you want to do whatever you want to do, I'm going to beat you on it. This is what it is. So, final question against the wall to your right. Considering he didn't start his college career at Vanderbilt, Keyshawn Vaughn last year's total surprise to me. Did you guys see his explosiveness? Uh, did you guys see it coming heading into the season? Well, I, mean, I, saw, I saw that he was a good player when he was on scout team for uh, the year that he had to sit out. But I'd be lying if I told you I thought he was going to average eight yards a carry in the best conference in football. So it was a surprise to me as well. 